Welcome to the Islam and Liberty Podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to support us, visit islamandlibertynetwork.org. This episode, we have a recording of our 7th International Islam and Liberty Conference, the Islamic Case for Religious Freedom, held in Jakarta. Jani Kinunen is a researcher at Abok Academy, Finland. His research interests include data science related to economics and political science. Application work has focused on freedoms in economic and political systems, mergers and inquisitions, and real options. He is part of a panel, Religious, Political, and Economic Freedom, Interrelationships, chaired by Rebecca Shah. Janice's topic is the role of freedom of religion and political regime for human development indices. I recommend looking at his presentation while listening to this podcast. It's on our website at islamilibertynetwork.org. Thank you for having me here again. So my paper is a joint work with uh, Irina Ceausescu, who has a PhD from Finland, from the same university from where I am, but she's working at, in Romania currently. So our paper is a computational paper, so data analytics, about how religious freedom and other freedoms are related to human development index. And we also built an Islamic uh, Human Development Index just for the case that it would give us a stronger case for the position and the role of the religious and the other freedoms. So title outline of my paper. First, uh, I give some motivation. Then I present the data. Uh, I present then uh, some framework uh, under which we are working and which kind of uh, relations we are testing. And uh, then I present some uh, results from the regression analysis which we have done. And finally, I conclude the paper. So the motivation uh, starts from the from the empirical fact that uh, uh, religious freedom is uh, often connected to other freedoms, to political and economic uh, and civil freedoms. There's a numerous uh, number of studies showing that uh, many freedoms, specifically economic freedoms, are contributing to the well-being measures, whether they are GDP or some other measures like Human Development Index or uh, health or education levels. Uh, about the uh, role of the uh, religious uh, freedom, it has been argued that, for example, uh, religious freedoms can work as a proxy for a uh, state of the culture in a country, and they can uh, represent, the lack of them can uh, represent also a business risk for the company point of view. So in this paper, we have uh, collected data for 33 uh, Islamic countries, for years 2006 to 2017. And the data is uh, firstly uh, United Nations Human Development Index, then the Islamic Human Development Index, which we have built, then GDP per capita from World Bank. Then we have this uh, freedom data, including uh, this religion freedom index, its government restriction from Pew Research Center, democracy index from uh, Economist Intelligence Unit, then economic, political, and civil liberties economic liber uh, freedoms from uh, Fraser Institute and political and civil liberties from the uh, Freedom House. Here I have uh, just shown these uh, two uh, human development indices. The top quartile and bottom are actually these are halves, so these uh, consider, contain two, two quartiles. So top half and bottom half. So it, it is, it, it's just saying that these, uh, both human development indices behave similarly, although these, the levels are a bit different. So this is how we built Islamic Human Development Index. We are following the paper from this year from Rahman Purnuddin, or Construction of Islamic Human Development Index. Maybe we don't need to get too much into details. 
in this, but we are using 15 variables. They were using uh, 16, but uh, we didn't have enough data for we had to leave out divorce rate. But anyway, this index is behaving very similarly than the United Nations index. And ordering countries by them doesn't make big changes. There are some individual countries which change the order significantly, but not many. <clears throat> this is the framework uh, we were testing uh, the connections by uh, regression analysis. So we have a democracy level and religious freedoms first. So democracy level was uh, for us uh, to be a proxy for a regime. So what was a bit surprising that uh, this is the only relation which was uh, not statistically significant. So it seems that uh, religious freedom and democracy are not related uh, with, uh, with this data set at least. <clears throat> so religious freedom is moderately connected to economic, political and civil freedoms. Actually, civil freedom is missing from the text. It's uh, more closely related to religious freedom than economic and political freedoms. And democracy is strongly connected to civil and political freedoms, and mo moderately to economic freedoms. Political and civil freedoms seem to go hand in hand, and the coefficient is uh, uh, pretty close to one. And all the other relations are significant. But so the most important uh, relations are democracy and uh, political freedoms, democracy and civil freedoms, and then political and civil freedoms. So freedom of religion and economic freedoms seem to not be so well uh, connected to the other variables we are considering here. But however, they are the most important explanatory variables for the well-being, for the Human Development Index, which uh, we will come to next. So we were running some regression analysis among some other uh, type of uh, statistical analysis, but I'm only discussing this regression results here. So we first uh, transformed the data to logarithmic form just to get the uh, coefficients so that they are easy to interpret as a percent change from the independent variables to dependent variables, which are these uh, well-being measures, human development index. And we were also testing it against GDP. So the model can basically be written simply a constant plus uh, religious freedoms, plus uh, economic freedoms, plus political freedoms, plus civil freedoms, plus democracy. And everyone has its coefficient. So what we got here, what we got out from these uh, tests was that uh, for United Nations Human Development Index, as I just noted, uh, this religious freedom uh, index is important variable to explain this. Only economic freedom index is uh, more important of these considered freedoms. And civil liberty index is somewhat uh, important, but less than uh, these other two. And the other ones are not statistically significant at all. Then if we look at the Islamic Human Development Index, also this uh, economic freedom index is the most important and the second important is uh, religious freedoms. But now also democracy is statistically significant, although it's not so important in the other two. And the GDP gives uh, similar results. But now also civil liberties uh, become uh, significant with economic and uh, religious uh, freedoms. So to conclude the paper, we found these religious freedoms and economic freedoms in line with literature were the most important uh, uh, explaining variables for the human development indices. But however, this uh, was not uh, seen so clearly as with uh, larger data sets. When you have a whole world there, you, you can find much stronger evidence from this, uh, uh, for these variables' uh, importance, importance to explain uh, well-being measures. So further research is needed, 
to get to the mechanics and the causal relationships to explain why this the analysis gives a bit uh, different results than with Islamic countries than with uh, a, a larger sample of all world countries, for example. So we also constructed this uh, Human Development Index Islamic one, which can be used for further studies. And we reported it for this year's 2006 to 2017. So thank you for listening. That's all I have on the slides. I'm going to ask our speakers for five minutes to just expand a little on some key concepts. And one of the very interesting things that Yanni and his colleague did was to create what was called the Islamic Human Development Index. Now, I don't know how many of you have heard of the Human Development Index, but in fact, it's a, a very established index of economic development. But there are issues with the Human Development Index. And one of the criticisms of the Human Development Index from uh, people of faith and others who, who work in this area, even as economists and who deal with economic development, is that they, they say that the Human Development Index is value neutral. And it's unable to capture some of the religious and ethical dimensions of development. My own work focuses on authentic, what, what I call authentic development, which was called authentic development. It's drawn from Catholic social thought, which sees development not just as material. In other words, it's not just the being fed or being watered or being clothed, but it's the access to the transcendent. It's living in community. All these dimensions that contribute to the whole person. So a holistic idea of development. And with that in mind, scholars have attempted to rework the, the HDI, the Human Development Index. And one of the scholars that has, has done that has been a scholar called Rama and Baharuddin, who did a lot of work. And in 2019, and Yanis and his colleague have drawn on this index, uh, have created a, the Islamic Human Development Index. And it has five key dimensions. I'm going to ask Yani to tease those out for us. But what dimensions do, and this is something that I think will help all of us to understand the linkage between religious freedom and religion, deeply held beliefs and economic development, is to see how these dimensions of development, including religion, family, life, impact economic development. And I'll just make one point about the, the Rama 2019 study because it was done in Indonesia. It's a brilliant paper, and I, I recommend you look at it because it looked at the 33 Malaysian provinces, and it found there were differences in the ranking between how the Islamic Human Development Index ranked a, a, a region, a, a province, and how the human development ranked a region. And in particular, it looked at, uh, it found that the ranking was quite different for five of the high-scoring provinces. For Kalteng, please forgive my pronunciation, and Malut, Kepbi, Belitung, Sulteng, and Kalbar. They found for Kalteng and Malut that the Islamic Human Development Index had ranked it as one or the first or highest, whereas the Human Development Index had ranked it as the 20th for uh, for Kalteng and for Malut, the IHDI or the Islamic Human Development Index had ranked it as three, 
whereas the HDI had ranked it as 26. And what drove this difference? Why was this, this significant discrepancy, this difference in ranking? And the, the authors of this study, and it's a brilliant study, and I urge you, particularly Indonesians and all of those that are interested in, in human development, to look at this paper. They said what drove the difference was intellect, or this dimension of intellect, which was access to education, institutions, and the literacy rate. In contrast, they found that the DKI Jakarta, the IHDI ranked it as 22, whereas the HDI ranked it as 2. Here again, we see a difference. And they attributed, again, this difference, or what was driving the IHDI difference, was religion. It didn't rank so highly on the religion dimension. So I'm going to ask Yanni to come, because what his index does is, is very interesting because it's sort of a predictor for the HDI. And it'll help us, and, and I don't want you to be afraid of the regressions and, and the numbers, because they're merely, they just help us open this topic. It opens this topic to help us look and see what are the aspects of religion, of religious freedom, that could potentially influence economic development. I'm going to ask Yanni to do that, to open that up. Okay, so, well, I haven't uh, seen any applications of the Islamic Human Development Index, so for me it's easier to tell why it's uh, similar than, uh, yeah, could give similar results than the uh, United Nations Index. Well, that's uh, basically because uh, it has uh, uh, United Nations uh, Human Development Index has three main components. They are, so it's uh, life expectancy, education, and uh, wealth. So basically, these three components are also found uh, from this Islamic uh, Human Development Index. But the difference, you mentioned this uh, intellect index. And in uh, in uh, Islamic case, it's computed by educational institutions plus educational output built inside the index. So I'm a bit surprised, actually, that the way it would give that's different, uh, big differences, but maybe it could happen on some areas. As I think United Nations uh, education component is uh, based on uh, years of education at certain levels. But what is different from the United Nations index is this first component, which is a religion sub-index, which is built on uh, chaka, uh, so taxes paid, prime rate and corruption. So I don't think these are covered in the United Nations Index. Actually, this Chakwa uh, was uh, the component which limited our sample. That was for which we got data for 33 countries, and that's why those were selected. And even then, we had a lot of mi missing data, so we had to use some interpolation and data imputation methods. But basically, even though these sub-indices in Islamic Index uh, may sound like they are built on values, and actually they are likely built on values. What the components are, they are pretty objective material measures. They measure such things as well as does the United Nations Index. Mr. Yanni, so there are three variables, economy, freedom, political freedom, and religious freedom, okay? Uh, but if uh, jump to empirical, say, Pakistan, uh, there is no economic freedom, I mean, no economic growth, less GDP growth, then uh, less about um, political freedoms. Then what is the religious freedoms? It works or not? 
of course, uh, says China. There is no political freedoms, no religious freedom also, but economic growth, very, very good, excellence. Yeah? What is the connections? But uh, I mean, it's about your representation uh, before. <clears throat> so I got a question about the problematics of uh, political freedom, if I understood it correctly. This problem is not a new one. It's Milton Friedman was discussing or uh, assuming that uh, economic freedoms are always needed even before political freedoms. Otherwise, political freedom will be lost. And this idea comes already at least from Hayek. Then uh, about China, maybe Russia, why they are succeeding even they are lacking political freedoms. Well, this is an open question. As was mentioned a few times already, economic development is a complex system. And it's not clear what is the interaction of the uh, freedoms. So I think they are using terms nowadays, political uh, capitalism versus liberal capitalism. And whether the political capitalism will succeed or whether it will prove wrong, that uh, time will tell whether political interest will conflict with the interest of people. That could happen. And that's all we have for this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a like or a comment wherever you like. It would really help us out. And if you want to explore more on the Muslim case for freedom, visit islamandlibertynetwork.org. You can also support us through a donation button on the site. Thank you for listening to this podcast.